and welcome back. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about whatever we wind up talking about. We're not quite <laughs> sure yet. So with that, sit back, relax, grab your tea, coffee, water, or whatever it be, and let's have tea, sis. This is podcast intro song. Go between the podcast and the intro, though Kelly says it's just in the middle of the intro. Yeah. As always, I'm Emma. I'm Kaylee. And today we're recording our podcast outside. outside. <laughs> we can touch the grass. Actually, we cannot touch the grass from where we are. But we could. We can see the grass. In the theory, yes. Currently, no. But we are drinking tea. Well, we're always, well, we're not always drinking tea. Occasionally, we do have a coffee or a water. Hence why they're in the song. But today, I am drinking Plum Deluxe's Sweet Peach Tea. Sweet Peach Black Tea. I think it's black tea. And I am drinking Plum Deluxe's Garden Grove, which is like a rose jasmine green tea. And it's by far my favorite. So, how have you been? Eh. Eh. About, that about sums it up. You see, we didn't post last week. Yeah. And we're sorry about that. But what happened was, last week was our finals week. And we both started a job at the same time. Yes. And so it was very hectic. And so our podcast didn't get up. Oopsie. Oopsie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, that's fine. It's life. We learned to balance it. We have mistakes. We got little bumps along the road. Uh, it's, it's just what happens, you know? It is what it is. It is what it is. As you can probably see, we or see you can't see anything. Um, <laughs> they're not blind. Well, are you? <laughs> I mean, I would not discriminate against blind people listening to our podcast. But uh, we we talked about this. All podcasts are YouTube videos, and all YouTube videos are podcasts to blind people. Yeah, but like. You're also then limiting our podcast to only blind people. Well, no, that's not the point. <laughs> I, I desire not to talk about it. Okay. Because you've ran me around in a circle and I'm not sure what to think about any of it now. You're welcome. <sighs> We're surrounded by a lot of birds right now. Yeah. We, we apologize for any weird background noises. We feed the birds. Tuffins. Tuffins. Uh, no, we don't feed the birds tuffins. Um, <laughs> we feed the birds Bird and the feed. squirrels. And they like Peanuts. our backyard because we have a very large open backyard with a lots of shrubbery around the edges. And no pets. And no pets. And a waterfall. So they have a water source and food and hiding and 
they love our backyard. So they tend to just sit here and chirp back and forth at us. Or um, screech like that one is doing. Yes, or screech. Until we go away, because we have now become the new predator of the backyard. Our backyard friends are backyard again. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's an old memory. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. You just threw me back like 20 years. No, <laughs> I would have been like one. You would have been one? Yeah, I don't doubt like it. 15 years. A good 15. A good 15. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but the squirrels and the birds very much so like our backyard. Mm -hmm. Which is why we're at... But they're not why we're out here. I actually don't have a great view of the backyard right now. <laughs> but we wanted to be out in the nice fresh air. And enjoy the warm weather. Well, it was really warm today. It was quite nice. Yeah, quite, it was... Quite nice. Did it hit 80? I know it's 79 oh, yes. around 5. Um, it was, it was 80 degrees around noon today. Is noon the, the hottest part of the day currently, or are we getting there? I, I noon never... Noon is never the hard, hottest part of the day. I never know what any of that means. I just... It's usually early evening, because the sun has been at its strongest. Hmm. Early, early evening, late afternoon is usually when it's warmest. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I keep getting told to move closer to the mic. You're just so quiet. So it's very loud. That's because my nose is almost touching the mic currently. Which, uh, which is what needs to happen. We're adjusting as we go. We're flying by the seat of our pants. We're always flying by the seat of our pants. That's but they not don't true. know that. No, that's not true. The ones where we're not flying by the seat of our pants are boring, if you ask me. <laughs> they are. Have you ever listened back to the ones where we're like, we're gonna talk about this, and it's obviously a planned out thing. Oopsie. Nice one, Ron. But I'm not allowed to sneeze in my own house anymore. <laughs> it's not how Your Ron face sounded. is a microphone at this point, Emma. Well, I can see the outer edges of your eyes. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Popped my neck. Stress. Do we ever sound like an old bickering married couple? Oh, I think so. Probably. Probably. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, peekaboo over the mic. <laughs> um, I was going to say something, but you've completely distracted <laughs> me now. Join me in my childish games. Nah. Nah. He turned into a goat. What did we talk about last podcast? We talked about how we always talk about animals. Really? Yep. We did talk about animals on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but let's not linger on animals. Good point, good point. Flowers. Flowers. Mom you planted her flowers. I had, I had, in high school, we had to do science projects. You did a science project freshman. Well, technically, you did a science project seventh, eighth, freshman, freshman year, <laughs> freshman year, sophomore year, and junior year. You did science projects. I only joined our school and had to do a science project freshman, sophomore, and junior year. And out of those three science projects that I did, 
my favorite by far to this day. I'm still proud. I still have the entire journal book, all the entries, all the pictures for this science project. My most favorite science project was sophomore year and I did it on botany. And I, I didn't grow plants. No, no, no. Everybody grows plants. Everybody tries to grow flowers or beans or whatever and it never goes well. I killed plants and I loved it. <laughs> that sounds so bad. I went to the store because I looked around me like you're supposed to do with a science project and I said why do we you know like there were all these little remedies and things. I don't really remember how I came about this conclusion. How did I get here? I think I was given flowers under some circumstance and mom said that I should oh I should put a little bit of this in the water and then I was like why and she was like well because it helps to cut roses to live longer so I did an entire experiment on old wise ta wives tales about putting certain things in flower in the water of flowers and determining which one actually helped the flowers to live longer. So I had probably, how many roses would you say I had? Over a couple dozen. So like 32-ish, probably 36-ish. I think I had like three dozen. Mm -hmm. I had three dozen roses and I, I tested them with a certain substance, you know, like you're supposed to do. I think I, I can only remember a few of the substances, but I know I had 12. I had a control and then I had like 11 other substances. I did a penny, soda, vinegar, bleach. The flower stuff hairspray, that comes with the flower. The flower packets that they come with. Um, lemon juice. A control that's just water. A control that was just... I already said that. A control. Oh. And there were, like, a couple of other... Oh, hydrogen peroxide was one of them. And, like, uh, something else. I'm not sure. But they... Oh, I think one of them was just to put plain sugar in the water. But I made up these concoctions, and I let my flowers sit. And I measured them for, like, a month. It was the most dedicated I'd ever been to one of my science projects. And I loved it. Well, because you woke up at 6 in the morning. Oh, yeah. Every morning. Every morning bird. And then you woke up, and then you measured them at, like, 8 at night. Every night. Yes. So I measured them every morning and every night. And I took a general analysis of how the flowers were doing, how much liquid was in the cup, yada, yada, how firm the stems were, whatever. And I, I just, I measured this for, like, a month straight I measured these flowers so I had tons of journal entries and all this stuff and it was amazing and it was beautiful and the conclusion I will spare you the long process of a science project but the conclusion was that if you are going to put anything in your flower water you first of all don't put anything toxic don't put any chemicals that's just crazy you're just going to kill the flower faster mm -hmm. but if you're going to put anything in it put a penny in the water of your flower because copper is actually antibacterial so it won't do anything to the water to make it so that the flower can't absorb water because some of the things made the water a little strange and the flower didn't want to absor absorb it properly 
but it does have antibacterial properties in the copper, so it helps to kill the bacteria that inevitably winds up killing your flower anyways. Mm -hmm. Which was a really interesting conclusion to come to, because I thought that something with more of sugar, like sugar in water, would help the plant because the plant would have some food, but that actually wasn't the case. And it was by far the most interesting, my most favorite, um, well, and if I remember correctly, wasn't it that the penny made, like, barely any difference to just having plain water? Yeah. Yeah, so the conclusion was just put your plants in plain water, and if you really want to be superstitious about it, put a penny in the water, because copper has antibacterial properties. But that yeah. was it. And it was really interesting. And it actually led me to follow down the route that I might want to pursue botany, um, but there's no, there's no, there's not really, I don't know, there's not really anything to do with botany. Which sounds strange. In that way. Yeah, in that way. Unless you're gonna own, like, a floral shop or, you know, a, a plant nursery or something. Uh, it's, botany isn't really that anymore. Mostly, if I went into botany, I would probably be studying how to mutate plants. Or farming. Or farming. Which, like, given a lot of people go into ag. A lot of people go into agriculture. And, um, it, it's fine, but I have never... Been interested. <laughs> never been interested. I've never worked on a farm. Um, so I just don't think that that would be a great fit <laughs> for my my lifestyle. So here I am, going into radiology. High school science projects is a weird memory. Mm-hmm. I feel like half of them were fever dreams. The only one I truthfully ever enjoyed and spent a lot of time and remember a lot of was the botany one, my flower one, mm -hmm. which obviously, as you just saw, I talk about still to this day. Um, sometimes I joke about just redoing that project for the funsies but the rest of the projects were kind of just like get it done be done with it i'm sick of it yeah my least favorite science project that you did was the meat one well, of course i don't even remember the full concepts of that oh so the meat science project that emma did <laughs> was to see was it like preservatives i if, think the idea was to see oh if eating certain things broke down the muscles in your body more aggressively than others than others i think that might have been right and so what this entailed was getting i think it was chicken meat from the grocery store and cutting Ugh. it into equal pieces. And then Awful. putting it in each piece into its own um, container. And then... Submerged in the liquid. In, in whatever question. she was testing. And then one that was just neutral. And then leaving it on our back porch. It was winter, so thankfully it was cold. It was like a refrigerator. And just letting it rot. 
It smelled awful. It did. It there's was bad. A, there's a mouse over there. Look. He just went behind that black rock. Oh, I Look, see there him. He is. He's tiny. He is. Um. Oh. Wow. Okay. Sheesh. Um. It was disgusting. It smelled awful. They were an awful texture. Oh, it was. Oh. <laughs> that was the one that I regret by far the most. Like in theory, I guess it was interesting because you got to see this meat decay over time and see what different substances did. Because one of the substances, can't remember what it was, turned it like white. It was in, I can't remember if it was bleach or hydrogen peroxide. I think it's hydrogen peroxide. But yeah, it fizzed on the meat for so different long. Different one turned it red. And then when it stopped, Coca-Cola turned it red. When the hydrogen peroxide stopped fizzing on the meat, the meat was white and like almost cooked texture, but not fully cooked, like slimy cook. It was, oh, it was the strangest thing. It was disgusting. Yeah. Awful. Don't do that to yourself. It smelled you have awful. to do a science project. Don't do that. No. If you, there were certain things. You were things. more adventurous in your science projects. Yes. Well, except for the first year. The first year I just melted ice cream. I, I tried to experiment. I feel like everyone melts something for their first one. Because you don't know what else to do. For the first one, I said, my hypothesis or my question was, which brand of ice cream would be best to take with you on a long trip where you wouldn't be able to refrigerate your ice cream? So which ice cream brand had the lowest melting point? High, highest melting point. Um, and I, I don't remember which one won. I think it was like Kroger brand, mm -hmm. which was surprising because I was also comparing price with the melting points and of, for the price and for how much ice cream you got, the Kroger brand ice creams were the best to take with you. I enjoyed that science project though. We got to eat it. Yeah. We <laughs> ate the ice cream. It was lovely. That's how I realized that of all the vanilla ice creams, I enjoyed Ben and Jerry's the most. Which, of course, was the most expensive. Do you know which one was the hardest to find? We tested so many ice creams. We could not find Breyer's vanilla ice cream. Plain vanilla ice cream anywhere. We went to four different stores before we found a plain vanilla Breyer's ice cream. It's kind of mm -hmm. crazy. I'm trying to remember what my second science project was. I remember my first, and I remember my the last. robot. Well, oh. You trained a robot. I did. Okay. Cool thing. All of my science projects sounded cool. They did. Like, they were great to present because they were interesting. But none of them were really actually cool or interesting. Like, the first year, I figured out um, what keeps dry ice from melting the most. So, like, the best insulator. Turns out the answer is to just leave it be. Because it creates its own coating of frosting. And putting it in or around anything else and breaks it, like, puts it against something and it melts quicker. So, if you have dry ice, leaving it on its own, just open to the air is your best bet. I don't know why you'd need to know that. I put it off as like trucking and stuff. You could use it as a coolant kind of thing. I don't know. 
Anyways. And then the second year, I trained a robot to go to through a course. Go through a course and pick up a, and ball. Pick up a ball. And so I think the test was to see what kind of um, grabbing mechanism would be better on the robot. But the hard part about that one was that you had to actually train the robot to go through the entire course on its own and pick up the ball. Yeah. Before you could test the grabbing mechanisms. That one was like weeks of training that robot. And it was a lot of work that I couldn't really do much about. Like, because it wasn't part of the actual science project part. It was just like bonus work. And it's not something that I personally enjoy or know a lot about. So it was a lot of trying to figure out how to do it. That one was interesting you just had this, like, course and a robot, and I was just watching. Like, what the heck's happening? Yeah. The dry ice one was fun, because we got to play with dry ice for, like, one night. Your entire... Three nights. Oh, yeah, I guess it was three nights. But, like, your entire science project was done in three nights. Mm-hmm. I guess my entire first science project was also done in, like, three nights, because we just melted ice cream. Well, and it's not something you can really stretch out when you're melting things. Because once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. And then my last science project was by far my favorite. And it was called Can You See Color? And Mm. it was the only one I ever did with people. And so I found... Science projects with people were so intimidating. They are. Because there were so many things you could have done where you went around and surveyed people and had them do a little test thing. But that meant that you had to survey a certain amount of people. It was over 25. You had to get them to do your test. And you had to have consent. So you had to tell them what they were doing. Get them to... I think I had to get them to sign Sign a a form form saying that they understood what the testing was and agreed... To both let me record their results and share their results. Well, not, like, their personal results. With a limited group of people. Yeah. So I couldn't say, like, this person, insert name, got this result. But, like, share the group's, like, anonymous... Anonymous? Anonymously. Yeah. Yeah. And it it was a huge pain. But I got a test that was, um... It was six squares, and then you had to pick the one that was a different color. And so they were all relatively the same color, and then one was just a little bit off. And some were more drastic than others. And so I was testing to see, one, how well just people in general could see colors and differentiate between different colors. And two, if there were specific colors that people struggled with more. And I had to do it, I think I ended up doing it with, like, 30-ish people. Mm-hmm. We just <sighs> took it to church. And she walked around one Sunday and got a bunch of people to do it. And I did a bunch of people at school. Which was interesting, because then, like, all of my fellow students were really interested in knowing the results. Because they were like, what happened? Did I compare with everyone else? And things like that, which was kind of fun. And it made them interested when I presented. So that made it a lot easier. But um, the results were basically that um, most people see most colors just fine. And then most people, like I think it was 80% of people miss at least one 
It might have been 85. Somewhere in there. Missed at least one out of the... 25 questions. Yeah. 25 questions. Because I almost did a 50 question, but that one takes like an hour. And I wasn't going to sit with someone and make them do an hour long test. <laughs> um, so then... 85% of people ha struggled with at least one, and most people struggled between blue-green colors. And so if it was like an aqua-y, turquoise, especially if it was lighter, that was the color that would most likely be mistaken for people trying to take the test. Hmm. You know, I've often wondered like how much I have a hard time differentiating between colors because of my glasses and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, but also I had this one thing we had to do on Pearson this year for one of my classes. Mm -hmm. um, it was an online schooling thing, whatever. And they had you go through this test thing and then the bottom bar turned either red or green, depending on if you got the question right or not and i so many times thought it was green and it was red you might be like red green colorblind to an extent there are tests you can take for sure that. if it was because of the shades of the two colors if it was because of the background that they were on or if it was because they were actually flickering like, because you would first glance down. Because it was always just a first glance down and I would see red. And then my second, I'd be like, wait a minute. I, my second glance down would be green. So I don't know. It may have taken a second to change or something. Possibly. I don't know. But I have wondered about that. And there have actually been a couple of times since noticing that. Well, I remember you saying when, when you got your glasses that you could see greens far more clearly. Greens were completely different. Yeah than like without my glasses they're just it's it's interesting um <laughs> but without my glasses i see more yellows and greens and then when i put my glasses on i see more blues hmm. and i wonder if that's just because of the way that like the light reflects off of grass and whatnot Anyways, sorry. Complete tangent about blue-green. We red, should find green. a red-green colorblind test and didn't have you take one. I don't think I'm that far off. I just think maybe those two shades were too similar on the Cephia scale, if that makes sense. The shades, not the hues. Yes. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something about it. Oh! <laughs> One thing about the science experiments was, if you were passionate, if you really enjoyed your science experiment, like the flower one, like her colorblind, or color test one, it made it so much easier to present and to gather your data and to write about it. Mm -hmm. I learned that, which is one thing that made me really want to do something in life that I enjoyed was because it made it so much easier to explain to people, to talk, you know, about my life to people, or about what I've been doing, 
if I was passionate about it and I liked it. Because if you don't like it, you're not going to have anything to say about it. You're just going to be like, it was what it was, you know? So that was something I learned through <laughs> science experiments in school. Yeah. I also learned not to procrastinate about them. Yeah. Unlike <laughs> most of our other friends procrastinated till like the last week or got extensions. I'm just glad we didn't have to do one senior year. Senior year was nice. You didn't have to take the ISATs. And you didn't have to do the science experiments. You didn't have to do science experiments. But you did have to write a senior... Vocation project. Vocation project. Which was not that hard. It's a paper instead of, like, a whole project. So it's a lot easier. And again, <laughs> if you're writing it about something you like, it was a lot easier to write. Mm-hmm. So write about things you like. It's a lot easier to write. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're about done. We've been talking for a while. It's getting kind of cold. The sunset. The sunset? The sun did set. Oh. I think it's just kind of behind the clouds. But... My back is to the sunset. <laughs> well, we'll see y'all later. Bye! Bye. sprinklers you can do it <laughs> just slowly booting up in the background it's fine it is what it is it is what it is science projects is not what i thought we would wind up talking about but hey that was no, a good i was gonna lead into mother's day that was well yeah but the science projects like, was a good one yeah it worked out it was kind of a nerdier piece of us too because it showed a little bit of something we were really interested in high school that's so good true. job